Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. In last week's episode, I talked about what I mean by both and, and began to work with you to clear some space in your mind so that you could have the bandwidth to begin unpacking what it is you need and want. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I would encourage you to listen to that first and then come back to this episode. My experience is that if you try and start with what you need and want, without first creating some space, it can feel overwhelming. If you don't first start to pull out the mess and noise of other people's expectations and the busyness and overwhelm, you may not really land in a helpful place that truly reflects what you desire. Does the thought of naming what you need and want make you feel anxious? Does your mind go blank? Or is it completely foreign to even stop and for a moment put the demands and expectations of others to the side and really question what it is that's important to you? Or have you always been really definite and quick to answer what it is you want, but you've reached a point where things just aren't feeling right, you're not satisfied, or you feel burnt out and unfulfilled. Wherever you are currently, part of what I'd love for you to get a new sense of today is that there are some concrete steps that you can take to design a more fulfilling life that is aligned and uniquely yours. When you take the time to really know yourself, you will unlock the often empty saying, slow down to speed up. Without clear steps and a plan or strategy, it can feel frustrating when someone suggests you need to slow down, when all you want to do is get on with it and get things done. When I suggest slowing down, or I come back again to the importance of leading yourself before trying to lead others, I promise I'm not doing that just to infuriate you. I'm not doing that because I think it's fun to navel-gaze and intellectualise all day. I'm suggesting it because I know from personal experience and from working with hundreds of entrepreneurs, that taking the time to reflect in a thoughtful and considered way 
to really understand yourself will make you a far more effective, decisive, and satisfied leader. I know you don't do anything by halves, but here's the risk if you keep pushing as hard, working as intensely, and driving to goals that may or may not be coming from a place of real clarity and alignment. You could get to a major milestone, a point of burnout, or the end of your career, and stop and reflect, only to discover that you have worked yourself to the bone, but there's nothing satisfying in what it is you've achieved. I don't want you to get to that point and find yourself asking, is this it? We start our coaching and programs with life mapping as a first step in capturing a snapshot to draw out the patterns and themes that can guide you towards what it is you want. Let me tell you a story of the way in which life mapping is less about specific answers and more about the questions that help draw out new insight or more accurate naming that can help unlock and make sense of what you really want. When I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a famous singer. I also thought I wanted to be the Prime Minister, an actress, a lawyer, and a few other things. But the niggling one that would never leave me alone was the famous singer. As an adult, I told my husband Brad that it just wouldn't leave me alone and I was feeling unfulfilled and lost and maybe I should actually just be pursuing being a singer after all these years. As we mapped out my life, the questions drew out the moments of flow and the periods of frustration and boredom. We were then able to get to the heart of what inspired and filled me up and identify what was missing in the periods where I felt so lost and unsatisfied. The pattern was clear and a more accurate naming emerged. It wasn't the very specific goal that I had been naming of being a famous singer that I was longing for. It was, in fact that I loved to be on stage, either literally on stage or with some kind of platform on which to perform. When Brad walked me through the pattern, it all fell into place and the flow and tension made sense when mapped back to my need to perform. By naming that more accurately, and pinpointing the real driver, I could stop in moments where I felt unsettled or restless and ask myself, what's going on here? How long has it been since I've had an outlet where I could perform? How could I add some more performance into my days in ways that are aligned with what I'm working on? Rather than set fire to my life and chase a misnamed childhood dream, 
I was able to shape and design my life in a way that better integrated an element of what I needed in my life. That is what I mean by the tool of life mapping being a game changer and worth taking the time to do well. Not because it is guaranteed to give you a specific answer of a job title or exact next steps, but because it gives you clarity and insight and helps you see yourself in new light. If a life mapping exercise doesn't destabilise you at some point, you haven't gone deep enough. But if you're curious and courageous enough to be open to what emerges, then the insight and clarity can unlock things in really meaningful ways. Today, I want to help you quiet the noise and begin to sense the environments and factors that best foster your sense of flow. This can then inform your actions, your effort, and the way you put your time, talent, and treasure to work in the world so that where you land is in fact fulfilling and meaningful. You've started to clear the space, and now you're allowing what you really need and want to emerge from the noise and busyness. Let's begin to tease out what's emerging and turn down the volume of all those demands and voices, the expectations and the lists. If you've got some paper or a journal, you might want to jot down some thoughts. If you're driving, please just stay focused on that for now and listen to the questions that I'm about to ask and just reflect on them as you drive. Before you begin to reflect and be curious about what is emerging for you, take some deep breaths and just slow down with me for a moment. Take those few deep breaths in and out. In and out. I'm going to ask you two questions. And all I ask is that you be curious and have the courage to go with it for now. The first question I want you to reflect on is what could you do that would give you joy, energy, and flow. If one of those words resonates with you more than the others, then focus on that. What could you do that would give you joy, energy, and flow? Just take a minute now to jot down your thoughts, whether it's dot points, words, or images. If you prefer to sketch, then do that. The main thing is to just go with whatever comes to mind. Don't judge it. Second guess yourself or start to limit the flow of consciousness by beginning 
to plan or add constraints? What could you do that would give you joy, energy and flow? The second question I want you to reflect on is what decisions could you make now that could bring that into your life? So look back at that list of what you've written down that you could do that would give you joy, energy and flow and think now about the decisions you could make that would bring that into your life now. Some of them might have a few steps, but just think about the decisions. What could you actually already do to bring that into your life now? Sit with these two questions, remembering that the purpose of this exercise is to allow what you need and want to begin to emerge. Don't put pressure on yourself to name a detailed or specific role or next step. Instead, follow the energy and patterns that you see and try and name more accurately what you are seeing there. What could you do that would give you joy, energy and flow? And what decisions could you make now that could bring that into your life? Often it's surprising and even liberating to realise that once you name these things, you see that many, if not all, of the things you've written are often already within your grasp. But in amongst the chaos and busyness of life, you've been scrambling after so many things, moving targets and ever-changing goals, that you hadn't realised that a greater sense of joy, energy and flow were within your grasp. I do this exercise on a regular basis and I am always amazed at how many of the things that I actually feel a deep need for are right there for me to address. Recently, I did this exercise and wrote down the three things that came to mind. Guess what? Every single one of them was within my power to act on and either address immediately or at least take the first steps to bringing it into my life. They didn't require me to make more money. They didn't require me to run away and live on a desert island. One of them is a bit too personal for me to share here with you on the podcast, 
so you're just going to have to believe me that I'm working on it. I promise I am. But the other two I'm happy to share with you. So two of my responses to the question, what could I do that would give me joy, energy and flow, were firstly, restore beautiful, clean, calm surroundings. With this one, one of the realities on the back of closing down some parts of my life and work and making changes on the back of COVID and the epic two years that we've all just been through is that I've found my physical space has gone from a beautiful, calm sanctuary to a chaotic, crowded mess. I'm definitely someone who experiences the truth of Gretchen Rubin's quote, outer order contributes to inner calm. When my physical space is a mess, it gives you a clue that my mind and emotions are out of whack and running riot. So in answering this question for myself, it drew to my attention that my environment was actually distressing me and that there was a longing in me to restore the beautiful, clean, calm surroundings that gave me that sense of sanctuary and ultimately helped me feel joy, energy, and flow. All the structural bones of what I need for that space are already in place. My environment has been that sanctuary before, and I can make it that way again. There are decisions and actions I can take right now to bring that joy, energy, and flow back into my life. The second piece I wrote down was to give myself sleep and quiet time on my own. This second one is a result of the same upheaval and chaos of life emerging from two years of COVID and all of its flow-on effects and consequences. I have always been someone who is a really good sleeper, but for months now I have not been sleeping well. I need my sleep. And not just the total number of hours, for me it's also about how many hours of deep sleep I get that affects how I feel and function. Over a decade ago, I prioritised getting at least eight hours of sleep and it is incredible how much that allows me to function and the role it plays for me to be able to operate at the level I do. In intense periods of my life, I have made the commitment to be that I would get that level of sleep at least five nights a week when there were other commitments and realities that made it tricky to do it every night. But for the most part, it's a priority every single night. Doing this exercise made me realise that I was feeling so tired and my lack of sleep these last few months was taking a toll and robbing me of joy, energy and flow. I can and have taken immediate steps to get that back on the agenda and I'm trying to figure out and unpack the aspects of what else has changed or is going on in my body and my mind that is making me not be the solid sleeper I used to be. 
This one is taking a bit longer than I hoped, but it is still something that I can make decisions on, prioritise and take action on, which means it gives me a sense of agency and control, which I kind of like. (laughs) I don't know what will make it onto your list, but I'm guessing there will be some actionable pieces there that you can take action on now. There will always be things outside your control and people placing pressure and constraint on you. But this exercise isn't about those things. It's about you and the pieces within your control to start to consciously bring the joy, bring the energy and bring the flow that you need to be able to get out there and create the massive impact you were made for in a world that desperately needs what you uniquely offer. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.